The Open Book on cliffcentral.com. I came across such a wonderful quote uh, this week. Nothing to do with our topic. Um, and uh, so I'd like to absolutely just share this with you. It says, Christianity is one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. This was, uh, this was said by T.D. Niles. I love it. Let me say it again. Christianity is one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. And what I really love about this is the fact that, you know, it really just kind of explains that there, there is no difference between you and me. I in no way think that I'm better than you. I just, I, I just feel like I found something that I would like to share with you. And obviously it's up to you whether you want to take it or you don't want to take it. That is what the open book is, um, is based on. So yeah, a warm welcome to this Thursday morning. Um, and to, and to all of you who are not necessarily, not necessarily listening to us live, but are listening on the podcast. Really, your support is absolutely valued. Right here on the open book. My name is Lois Obala. And uh, for today, I would really love to just encourage you to give us a call if you're listening live um, or to at least just take this number down because I promise you that at some point today, you're going to want to call in and you're going to have questions. Um, our, our theme is tradition versus religion. I'm sure you already probably have questions just based on that. Here is the number. It's 0861. Triple five one eight nine. It's very easy. It's oh eight six one triple five one eight nine. So yeah, give us a call, ask your questions. I've got some wonderful guests who've been through some experiences and uh, really know a lot about this topic that's going to be coming up. Alternatively, you can send us a WeChat. Um, and, and the WeChat ID is Cliff Central. Um, if you ask a question there, I'll make sure that I just kind of, you know, take it around the room and uh, we're going to get the best answer for you that you possibly can. Let's get into it. Now, today's topic is one that I believe a lot of us, more especially African Christians, have struggled with at some point in our Christian walk. As a Tosa man, who is, uh, which is a culture that is deeply rooted in ancestral reverence, um, it is a huge challenge to live out my culture without worshipping and bringing honor to my ancestors. That is because this practice is so closely aligned with my identity. I can imagine that it is probably similar to Arabs and, and, and Islam. The religion Like uh, you can't adhere to the traditions of Arabs If you don't follow the teachings of Islam As a matter of fact in most Arab countries Islam is not only a tradition But the law of the country Now when it comes to me If I do not call upon my ancestors For guidance, support And uh, ask them to turn the tide of favor There's very little that would define me As a Tosa man I can easily be defined as to having lost my identity and to be seen as an outcast or even an embarrassment to my family. And when I say family, I mean those who are alive and those who have died. According to Tosa tradition, my bad and good luck solely depends on the decisions of my ancestors. Um, I actually checked out one of uh, our website, our very own South African website, which is SouthAfrica.net, and it states the following right on the top when you when you click on Tosa, it states the following. It says Tosa believes dictate or order authoritatively that people turn to a diviner or healer when needing advice on how to deal with the spirits, help with illnesses, or ward off evil. From unnatural sources You guys still with me So But please yeah Don't get me wrong I love my culture I mean I believe that We have one of the most Beautiful languages um, I love our dishes Like Um Ngusho Um Pogoko Some of you know Some of these Um Fino Um Ka Amacheu Which has now sort of become It's not only just a closer thing But Amacheu has become natural um, I, I mean national 
And uh, even omelette, I mean, those are dishes that I grew up with and I absolutely still love today. I love watching older Kosa women, Mabekhenza, which is our traditional dance, in their heavy dress. Just imagine them in their matching turban and colored uh, dots decorating their faces. I'm all. I'm also always in awe um, of the immense wisdom that is shared by Amakrego, which is the elderly men, when we as men gather in Gundleni, which is the meeting place for all things that are family related. But when I'm told to speak to my ancestors and to practice a sacrificial offering to them, I feel like I'm dishonoring my God. And the God that I'm talking about is the God of the Bible. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob, the God who clearly states that I should worship no other God but him. The God who gave us or gave me Jesus Christ, who is the only mediator, not ancestors, but Jesus for me is the only mediator and reconciler to my God. Yet in all of who God is, I know that he loves me for who I am, for the way that he has made me. So surely then, there must be a way for me to, li- to live out my tradition in a way that is pleasing to him. In other words, like there must be a way for me to live out who I am as a Tulsa man in a way that is pleasing to him. I-, I mean, after all, he's made us to be, to be different for a purpose. Yeah. So that's where I am. And, um, that's why I thought, you know, um, I, I want to do this, this, um, uh, this theme and this topic, um, a, re- a tradition. Versus versus religion. So, um, if you also just you've you've got some questions because you really love um who you are and really just like what you're about, um, and then I think yeah, this is definitely just the show for you. So so stick around, um, and uh, hopefully we can get some of those, um, some of those questions answered right here on the open book. The open book on cliffcentral.com. I have a wonderful family of brothers. Uh, one of my brothers is actually here today uh, on Cliff Central. What's up, fellow? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> We're going to have fellow on a bit later. He's got a great story to tell uh, that I hope is going to set many of you free of a lot of things. So I also have a sister. There's my mom. I have cousins. I have aunts. And I have uncles. And, you know, these are these are the people who have really been in my life for, for most of it. Uh, they've raised me. They've guided me. They've really been my anchor just... Through difficult periods in my life Nothing different I guess Probably to most families And I love and respect them immensely But I'm not talking about you Okay So don't worry <laughs> I have a different belief system um, To most to most of them um, I'm a Christian who doesn't believe In ancestral worship Or is in Yanya As I'd mentioned that before I do believe in the supernatural So I'm not on some Yo Whatever You know I do believe in the supernatural But I don't believe that those spirits That they are consulting because I do believe that there are some spirits there, one way or the other. Um, I don't believe that they're necessarily my ancestors. So when we had a family meeting just recently about the next pack of rituals uh, that have to be performed, I made it a point to let them know that I, as a committed Christian, can't take part in uh, in in any of it. I'm not sure whether that was the right thing to do. Maybe I just should have said, okay, I'll be there to support, but I can't take part in any of the rituals. But hopefully, uh, Pastor Dick Koza, who's, um, who's going to come on a bit later on, can actually kind of give me an answer in terms of that. Matthew 6 verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. I believe at the same time, when it comes to spirituality, we, um, we have to take a side and then stick to that side because we can't serve two masters all at the same time. 
And so, um, yeah, it I mean it was really just from that standpoint that I decided not to take part. But I still have a lot of questions that I need answers to because I want to, I want to follow my culture, you know, um, in a way that I want to follow my culture and be proud of it, but obviously not at the expense of, uh, of my religion. So who better to answer those questions than, uh, than Pastor Dick Koza, who's the founder of Dick Koza Ministries and the Ubuntu in Christ Bible Church. Um, he was originally affiliated with the Rema, uh, with Rema Bible Church in Randburg and uh, had served his community for 20 years. That is a very long time. I remember when I first started going to church with Pastor Dick Koza was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing, uh, doing some of the services. And you guys had a special service, I remember, at which especially dealt yes. at two o'clock, which dealt yeah. with culture. Now, aside from serving on various church boards, uh, Pastor Koza also plays a very prominent role in the community. He is among the pioneers of the cultural day celebrations, which seek to celebrate diversity alongside Christian teachings. He's also the author of two books, and we're going to talk about those books a bit later. And the books are called God of Diversity and God Loves Culture. Pastor Dick Koza, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being on the show. I, I really think that there is no one uh, who uh, who we could have had in who could have spoken better on this subject. So we're really honored to have you, sir. Thank you. Um, before before we get into into culture. Uh, culture and religion. Uh, when I called you a few days ago, you said, you know, I'd like to obviously just speak about this because it may sound like, because the way that I was talking about it, it's as if culture is going, you know, like it's culture versus, versus yes. religion. But whereas you'd find, I mean, you had a wonderful way of explaining that. Do you want maybe just, just, uh, just give us an explanation on that? Yeah, no, I was just saying that, uh, uh, especially in South Africa, there's a problem when we talk about religion and culture. Mm. We separate the two, yeah. But it is because of the missionaries who deliberately demonized the African culture. So as we became Christians, we associated becoming a Christian and rejecting our culture. Mm. So as a result, every time the word religion and culture is mentioned, it's as if when you are religious, you are cultureless. But all religions they have got cultures. Okay. In other words, nobody doesn't, who doesn't have culture. It's either you have abandoned yours and taken somebody else or you stick with yours. But because of the history of, the history of colonization, the African people were subjected to many problems that they felt that their culture is nothing. So as a result, even after 1994, we're still struggling to find ourselves. Mm. So I think problem uh, programs like these are very good for us to to interact, absolutely, and uh, put things into perspective. Because if you look at your Jews, yes, th their religion is also tied to their culture. Yes, actually, in the book uh, uh, "God Loves Culture," I quoted one of the books, uh, "Jewish Phenomenon." Mm. They say their success is based because of religion and culture. What happens with black people is that we go to church, we sing Western songs, mm. we speak in English, then we go home, we try to be African, we go to work, we find ourselves in an institution that does not accept us. Mm. Whereas in other cultures, it doesn't happen. They mm. speak English at home, 
they speak English at church, they speak English at work. So there's no confusion. Mm. So it's a lot. I mean, like to them, it's a, it's, 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 it's a, a lifestyle it's and a it's lifestyle. easy to live it out. It, but obviously, yeah. I think, um, a, a lot of the times the, 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 the problem may arise. Because when it becomes a lifestyle, you can actually forget about the fact that it is also about relationship, you know. It's so true. people, so a lot of people say, "Oh no, I'm a Christian," as if you know, Christianity is is a, it's a, it's a, you know, like it's a culture. Like I was born a Christian. Like no, no, there's nothing. You like were born. That. No, <laughs> you were born what we are. Um, a pastor, I, you know, before once again, before we get into it, I want to just ask you this question. So, I usually come across people who say, who say, well. Um, the Christian Christian religion was was brought to us, you know, sort of to to colonize Africans into um, so that the 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 Western world could come in and then and then take over. And the best way was to you know is to is to get people by their faith. Um, how do I? I mean, how do I answer? How do I answer such questions? No, no, it is true. It's so it is true. It is true. Okay, that's my first point. Because it is true. When the first, when the missionaries came here, uh, religion or Christianity in, in Europe was on the decline. Mm. But they revive it when they came to Africa. They use it for commerce, for conquest, and to colonize us. Because even in the Bible, you see that when you colonize a nation, you take their land out, you take their language, you take their food. You remember Daniel and Abednego in. Yes. Babylon, yes. why they did, they changed their names. Yes. Then they gave them food that the king was eating. This yes. is what has been happening all along. Not all missionaries, but some of them colluded with those who wanted to colonize us. That's why they had a missionary to start a church and a school. Oh. So they teach you on Sunday, then they also teach you on Monday. Wow. But the teachings did not include our African value systems. So with time, we were producing people that when they came from school, they were anti-African mm. uh, culture. Wow. That's how we got to be in what we are today. So then, so then, Vanessa, how do we fit, how do we now fit our culture into our current Christian state? If I can actually, if I can actually say that, because I know that you've, you know, like, um, at, uh, at, 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 cause I go to Rayma church, you know, yes. we, we actually used to have culture. I, I think we still do. This actually, this weekend yes. is, um, is, a is a culture Sunday. Um, so, so how do we, how do we now bring it back, you know, um, to make sure that our, uh, the way that we worship God is also, how can I say it? Um, it also, it also represents who we are in, in Christ, if yes. I can say it like that. I think we need to redefine Jesus, who Jesus is. I think there's a lot of problems mm. when we talk about Christ. Because a lot of people see Jesus as a white person. Well, he's painted like a white. That's a problem. If, okay. we, do, if we don't deal with those images, we will forever struggle. We need to, to look at Jesus, what he stood for. So that we take him away from those who used him to colonize others or to oppress others. Because Jesus said, go, in Matthew 28, 18, said, go and make disciples, not colonize. Okay. Of all nations. So in other words, the gospel is for everybody. Yeah. But it depends on the one who's bringing the gospel. If he's got an ulterior motive, he will end up not discipling, he will colonize people. So in our case, you can see that we have been colonized more than being made Christians. Mm. 
So I think African people after 1994, we should start to define ourselves not by other people's standards. Mm. For instance, if you take things like uh, honeymoon, yes, and engagement and ring, they are not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yet black people don't question that. Hmm. But they will question if the family says, "Let's slaughter a cow to family reunion." Immediately, Christian will say, "No, I don't do this." But honeymoon, we do it. So you see, no, right. we have taken the gospel and the Western culture as one. Okay. So we need to separate that so that Jesus must be Jesus because Jesus loves you as you are. It is his way that must determine what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Mm. Like you just mentioned about your family rituals. Yeah. I don't know what it involves, but some family rituals don't have any demonic activity. Okay. I agree with you. If you sit down with a family, and they explain to you that we're going to do this and they didn't say, no, this I can't do because of this. Okay. But some of it is good. But now, but now I'm to what, I mean, like what in the case where, for instance, it is about, um, not necessarily celebrating those who have died, but it is about, you know, doing something like, for instance, like with Tosa, we have things like where umduya katra or which means like after they've died um there's a cow that accompanies them so you speak to them you um they we slow i'm, I'm gonna say i'm gonna say they i'm gonna say yeah. we slaughter yeah and then um that obviously is seen as a as 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 sacrificial i mean what about do i eat that food do i drink that drink that now goes around after it's been to um after it's been to 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 Engundleni, for instance what do i do because also i don't want to I don't want to misrepresent um my 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 uh, you know Christianity because there are people out there who are looking at me and saying okay cool okay cool well then if he can do it maybe so can I as well so what do I do in that sense do I take part in some and not in some or does me being there mean that I'm taking part in any case No I think the challenge is when when we become Christians mm. we don't seem to explain this thing properly to our families we okay. wait until these things happen. I will encourage African Christians that when you become a Christian, sit down with your family and explain to them that I have received Jesus. There are things that I won't do because of one, two, three mm. beforehand. But it will be difficult for your parents to say, let's go here. Yeah, and of course. And I think also that does, in a way, also misrepresent it does Christ. Because yes. like, you know what, Lord Jesus alone... Is since so I know disrespectful. Yeah, since you know I know what I mean? They think good to you, they are higher now than yes. we are. So, so it doesn't minister to people in any way. Yet I know? know African people don't have a problem with Jesus. I must stress that. Yes, no, you're so right. No, Jesus never oppressed nobody, never killed black people, nothing. Yeah. It is the people, some people who misrepresented Jesus that have created this. So we can fix it. Mm. Yes. I mean, even, even Gandhi, uh, you know, Gandhi once said, and I'm going to, Kind of paraphrase this. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what it said. It said, you know, um, I, something like I think Jesus was a was a good man, but the problem I have is with his followers. It's for, and uh, he said the whole world will be Christians if it was not for Christians. There we go. Yes, you know what I mean. And yet, you know, and yet Christ, uh, when you say Jesus said, uh, Jesus said, go into the world and make and make disciples. disciples. He didn't say go and colonize. No, <laughs> go and colonize the world. Yeah. And 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 how how we are defined as Christians is by the way that we love others, because because Christ said that a new commandment I give to you is that you love one another as I have loved you. This after washing their feet. 
And then he says, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. So the best way that you'll represent me is, is, is by you loving others. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard place to be. But yeah. the reputation that Jesus had throughout the Bible is that he was a friend of sinners and tax collectors, mm. which we are no longer famous of that. Yeah. We have created an exclusive club now. Most churches, we don't accept. You, you go to certain churches, only certain type of people must attend. Wow. Yeah. The club is supposed to be exclusive, <laughs> but yeah. the church is supposed to be inclusive. Yes. You know? You never know when, whether you're going to get in or not. Hey, fella. Mm-hmm. But everyone should know that the doors are open. Yes. You know, and I mean, well, I'm going to go into a song and we're going to speak to Pella after this. Speaking about that, um, that's why it breaks my heart sometimes when, when Umtu says, Yomna, I don't like going to that church because every time I go there, you know, I've got to dress a certain way and whatever. It's like, no. I mean, coming back to our, you know, like to our cultures, but we should be celebrating who we are. So the church yeah. is the one place where you should actually be seeing different types of people yes. dressed yeah. in different ways and even worshiping God in a way that is, you know, like that is appealing to them. If you look at the disciples, they were, I mean, different. those guys were different, you know, yeah. I'm sure there was one wearing a suit and there was one was wearing a pair of shorts and, uh, and walking barefooted, you know, um, you had Peter, Peter was macho man. You know, Peter's the one who took out the sword yes. and tried to slay the, uh, you know, the soldiers. Or actually did slay. Uh, he did cut off the he soldier's ear. The and then you got, you know, like you got Peter, who's, um, who's a bit girl, who seems like he's a bit girl-ish, you know? Like, you know, like he's very like, ah, oh, like, you know, very soft. Honestly, he, you know, he calls himself, you know, the, the one that Jesus loves. But yet all these people, yeah. you know, belong to one crew. You have tax collectors. Judas. You've got Judas. Yeah. And you've got people who've got nothing. So... Um, so yeah, you know, that, that is who we are. And I believe that, you know, we should absolutely be representative of who we are in and Christ. Represent Christ properly. Represent Christ properly. Yes. So, so, so I guess it's everything, um, we should be apart from those things, which, you know, like which put us above the word of God. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to come back and speak to you and speak to Pastor Dick Koza a little more. Um, I'm going to go to a song and, and then we're going to speak, I'm going to speak to my brother, Pelo. Uh, he's got a great, great story to tell and he's been through some traumatic experiences and gotten out of them. Well, this is what he tells me, uh, right after, right after this. So stick with us right here. Choice. Sometimes you have it and sometimes you don't. Auto Trader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. Auto Trader new car. The choice is yours. The Open Book on cliffcentral.com I've got a I've got a question here from Sally. I don't know Sally, but yet Sally says, Vanessa, I I'd love for you to hear this because I because I'd, I'd like an answer from you. I thought we'd kind of answer this, but um clearly it probably didn't come out properly. Um, it says, help, I'm a Zulu guy. My girlfriend is a Christian and doesn't want to acknowledge our ancestors. It's really upsetting as I'm not a Christian. Yeah, I think that is a wrong uh, combination. <laughs> and even Leo? Yes. Would you say? Yeah, I think religion is one of the things that people must discuss before they get married. It should be one of the agenda. Yeah. Because once you are married if, and you don't believe in the same God... It's a problem. It's a problem, man. Yeah. There's, what is, mm-hmm. there's no way 
they will get it right until one of them convert to the other. True. Yes. And what's the, well, I mean, like, what does the Bible, what does the Bible teach us in terms of, so what if, for, for instance, you were, you got married and, and you never did that? Um, what happens then suddenly in the marriage, one of you converts to, to Christianity and, and your partner's not Christian. So let's say, um, this is, uh, Mr. Zulu guy here, for instance, yeah. got married to the, to this woman. They were both, they were both believers in the, you know, like in, 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 in the Zulu ancestors, ancestors, or at least his ancestors. And then she converted to Christianity. What would you, I mean, like, what would you suggest in that sense? Well, in that sense, they need to trust God, the one who got saved. Yeah. They need to trust God to help him with the situation. Yeah. I think it's but if it doesn't work, the Bible says, Paul addresses it in First Corinthians. He says, if the unbelieving wife yeah. wants to give, go a man, let them go. But the, the two cannot coexist unless if they can live respecting each other, which can be problematic. Okay. Because the problem is when now if a Christian is called to go and consult ancestors and she says no. And if you are a woman, then it becomes worse because you're supposed to be obedient to the husband. Yeah. There's been such cases where God has also moved on behalf of the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why before people marry, this should be the issue to be discussed. No, you're right. Yeah. But you're if they're right. not married, then they mustn't even marry until these things are resolved. Yeah. I met a guy at the airport. Uh, actually, we traveled together to, 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 to East London, you know? And he says, um, so I asked him, I said, yeah, man, you know, how are things at home? And he said, well, my wife, you know, um, I, I've actually just been through a divorce. I'm like, why? He says, no, my wife went to this church, you know, and he gives me the name of the church. And, um, and, and so there, after he got converted, he said that he, he said that he has to now leave me because I'm not, you know, I'm not a born again, I'm not a born again Christian. And, um, I told her, I said, you know, well, truly that, you know, like that can't be. That can't be right. You know, just because you're a Christian and I'm not now, you want to, you know, you feel that it's time for you to go. So what happens then in the sense, I mean, like in the sense where the one doesn't convert and then the one who's a believer now wants to leave. Is that even right? That's why Paul says, as a Christian, you cannot say, let him or let her go. You must trust God that he must also have that space. Sometimes God can move supernaturally. Yeah. But in a situation where the person keeps saying no, no, it's a no. If he yeah. leaves, the Bible says it's fine. Yeah, but that's if the person leaves. But yes. I don't think that, I mean, like, this is my view now, but I don't think that you should leave because the other person is not believing. You shouldn't. If, you shouldn't. If the marriage can function with the values that are not necessarily attached to religion, it's fine. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I know, a, I know a great, um, I know, a, I know a great pastor. <clears throat> Um, yeah, and, and his wife has been Muslim. She's never, you know, she's never converted. And, yes. and, and, and I mean, how many years they've been married? Like 30 years. And he, he says, you know, so it's like, you know, where do you stand with this? And he'll be like, well, I believe that one day. Yes. She will, you know, one day she will see the light, but I will that love my wife because is, that belief is you know, good. Yeah. So I think, you know, just anybody listening to us out there, don't be like now just because you have found Christ in the interim that you must now leave your family because they're not believing. I think also in that way, that doesn't minister to people out there. Yeah, even God doesn't say so. No. Because God loves people. Maybe you could be the first person in the family. 
So if you conduct yourself right, mm, mm. then the people might convert. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for that, Funis. Now, okay. in the middle of last year, 2014, uh, my youngest brother, Opelo, was told that uh, there was a calling on his life to be Isangoma. And so um, the song that I played earlier on, which is the Temba, is a song that Pelo recorded together with, uh, well, as part of Joyous Celebration, that was for Joyous 17. And so after, Pel- after having received the, 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 after receiving this word that he has a calling on his life to be a Sangoma, he made the decision to leave Joyous Celebration um, to follow this calling. Nine months later, after Pelo had gone through all the rituals, uh, he hung up his Sangoma ship, for the lack of a better word, um, and is now a, a, a committed Christian. But obviously, it's still it's still a walk. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. They always say deliverance is, is you don't get delivered now, and everything is perfect. Now it's a it's a journey. It's it a is journey. a journey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Through anything, Perla. Thank you so much, man, for really just coming and just mm-hmm. and just chatting to us. It's the first time you're going to be speaking about this. Yes. Um, a part of me is a little nervous. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, you know, with interviews, any interview, I I become a little you know nervous. But yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can you just um can you can you just give us at least like you know the people listening right now just just the process of how you got to the what is it called it, uh, to the Sangoma school you know Utwasa um, Utwasa yeah how did you get to, to well um they always mention these things of as to how like the 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 not being able to walk stuff I, I always heard about these things and I never knew exactly what they were talking about. Where were you? Know? Sorry, just give us this the full story. I uh, oh I was uh, I had gone down to to PE for a funeral, um, and after the funeral I had been done I think on the on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the previous night I started to lose my mind and and you know and say all sorts of things that which I didn't understand and I cannot I can't even recall. Um, and, and the next morning when I woke up, I mean, parts of my body weren't working and, uh, you know, I was still like just seeing things in jail, you know, and, and I think a part of me could understand that this is not really like some medical condition that could be just, you know, taken away just like that. It's just, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit, it just seemed a bit deeper than that, you know, um, so that's when uh, I was taken get to 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 go see someone who said to me get that you know that this is what it is, um, and I I really was scared. I mean, how can you if if anybody has never told you about that before? I mean, how do you how do you react to such a thing? You know, um, you 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 sort of become numb. You don't know what to what to think at that moment. Um, that's when get the, the the beginning of everything happened. So you didn't go. So you didn't go to the hospital to go check your condition out. You went straight to. Look, so I. You know, I, I, you know Funis, I don't like the English words because which doctor just sounds dodgy. It sounds negative. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I did to go. Um, I did go to Utrecht, uh, a proper doctor. Well, if you want to call it a mm-hmm. proper doctor, a Western doctor, yeah. um, who had said to me, "I had a, I have a body flu." <laughs> so um, yeah, and I'm like, what? <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, and then he gave me some flu injection, uh, which really didn't, 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 didn't really do help the job. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So what happened? I mean, what happened from there after you heard from the African doctor? That's a much better word. Yeah. You know, from the African doctor, go to whenever you have a calling, you're good to us. Well, um, obviously after everything has been agreed upon, um, then you go through certain processes. 
so that you can finally at the end get your you know mm-hmm. um to say that you are a a a, a, a full song i didn't finish actually <laughs> by the way um so is a matter of interest yes what happened to the family when this thing happened you didn't consult your family i did oh okay. i did um Obviously, I wasn't doing this thing on my own. Uh, yeah. No, obviously. Um, so, I mean, there were family um, members that were involved in it who had a bit more knowledge about the whole tradition thing. Um, yeah. Well, it, yeah, it was kind of, it, it was kind of mostly family who suggested because, because Upello, you know, living in Johannesburg, um, he didn't, he didn't know, really know anyone down there. Um, in terms of, you know, in terms of that side, in terms of the African, yeah. the African, you know, culture. And it was but family who was, you know. Yeah. Well, look, I, I, our family is, is a Christian family. And we grow, we like, we grow up in a, in a Christian, envi- in a Christian environment. But we, we never really understand what being a Christian is until you go through a certain journey or encounter where you actually, you feel like you're meeting uh, Christ Jesus. himself, yeah, Christ mm. himself, yeah. Um, and I think for me that uh, that experience really for me. I mean, before I was like uh, sort of just waltzing through life as to I'll see where everything goes. Yeah. Um, and I know that there's a Christ out there, but I really didn't understand and how. It, uh, and I sing all these songs, and they sort of not really have a meaning. Yeah. You know what I mean? To me, it's like yeah, I know he's my Lord and Savior. I know he's my everything, but. I think for me, what I took out from that experience is that now these songs have meaning. You mm. know, I can sing them from the heart. Um, yeah, because I guess you've re- you, you, you you you've had a real spiritual, yes, um, a Def- spiritual encounter Def- both Def- ways. You know, Def- when Def- you were there, and Def- also Def- and also when you came here. And I think that's why it's just just so important in whatever that you take up or in whatever that you're born into that you don't just say ah, you know, like you don't you don't sing. I mean, like you, you don't see God really as 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 the God of everyone, but that you get to experience Him for yourself. That you actually pray that Lord, may I know You, mm. may yeah. I personally know You, because yeah. when you don't have that, because Christianity is not so much. I mean, yes, it is about it. It is about all of us, but it's but it's very much more personal. And when you don't have a, a personal um, a personal in, encounter. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna be pulled to all sorts yeah. of directions, mm. uh, trying to find a purpose. Can you? I mean, like, obviously, I don't know how much you can speak about it, and I don't want you to get, you know, to get into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> trouble. <laughs> uh, because I think at the same time, you know, like, we need to obviously just still respect those who are still in it, yes. as much mm. as we don't believe it. But I believe that respect should always be number one. Mm. Um, what was? I mean, like, are, are there any of those things that you want to share that kind of happened to you in, in, in that in that experience? And um, what made you come out of it? You know, look, I I had I had a lot of people that uh, that were praying for me. I you know from people from everywhere uh, praying for me. I think for me it was the realization of of uh, I just felt like I just felt like I was drawing I was I was drawing further and further from mm-hmm. Christ. Um, and for me, it was an uncomfortable. Feeling. So you still felt I mean like so through all of this, you still called yourself a Christian? Yes. Yes, indeed. Amazing. Yeah, it's still indeed, indeed, indeed. I still, you know, uh, but for me, when I look into the situation now, um, and say to myself, he's, uh, there's that sentence people like, it's like, he's always there. You know, and he'll never leave you or forsake you. Uh, and for me, I understood only after, 
everything. And who told you this? I mean, like, were, were the people were the people there telling you this, or was this out? Oh no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with the oh, okay, inside. Cool. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah. you know, um, that uh, Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. And some people do mix the two. You yeah, know? they do mix the two. But I realized for myself, yeah, and uh, for my faith that I not really quite comfortable with mixing the two. I think that was the that was the deciding point for me of like, okay, you know what? No. You know, uh yeah. this is not my path and this is not who I am. Yeah. I mean like why would you Yeah <laughs> You see that's the thing. I think what I mean like what we've tried to do is that we we try to we try to mix it to make it seem as if it's okay to to sort of go both, you know, to sort of go both ways. When um, when it's not okay, I, and 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 you will only know not by what we're telling you, but really by 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 just how much you open this book. This is called the open book. By how much you open this book, and you actually you actually learn from it. You know, you put this as as your as your constitution, and you say, you know what, everything that I am, I will learn about. But this, you know, like but anything that rises above this word that is in the Bible, I will not, you know, like I will not follow. And so I guess you have to make a decision also at that moment whether are you going to follow Christianity or or are you going to fo- or are you going to follow through with you know like with the with the sp- you know like the, the the spirituality the African spirituality if I can say you know if I can put it that way um, what I mean like look what were the what were the things that that, that sort of rang that bell and said to you you know what this this is probably not for me this is not right. You mentioned something earlier on about you know, serving two gods, or uh, two uh, masters, yeah, two, uh, yeah, two, two masters. Um, and we shame, we sing the song, "I will serve no foreign god." Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, for me, I felt like there's only one, there's only one God. You know, uh, 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 and he's a jealous one. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and I could just feel that. Just something. I mean, for me, I, 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 I think I'm the last to judge anybody right now. Um, and I think coming from the experience that I came from, uh, I like that I, I'm learning a lot of things. So that when people want to know what it is about, like being Christian and being strong, or all these things, or coming out of things, I can be able to advise and not just sit there. You know, um, it's like spreading the word. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so I think for me that was the, that was a deciding point. It was when I thought, okay, I cannot be serving, you know, more than the God that I know, you mm. know, the God that I've been taught about, the God that that's being read about to me. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah. You know, I must say that when you were going through all of that, I was like, hi, yeah. bye bye, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I will, I will love you. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know what I mean. There's always uh, something good though that comes out of anything. I, you know, but um, that's but that's the greatness of God. Do you yes, know what I mean? There's a greatness yes. of God. The fact that you know, I think through the experience, the experience that you have been through, you are able now to come here and to talk. Yeah. You know, like from a, a, a from from a place of understanding, mm. because I don't think that. I would have been strong enough to go through what you did, mm. you know, um, so that, so that, uh, I don't know, I would, have, I would have gone through it and then come out of it, you know what I mean? Mm. So, so I think like as much as probably you probably think that you are the weaker one in the, you know, like in the, in the family and that's why this has happened to you. Mm. But I think you, you probably possess a strength that we don't have. Mm. 
And that's why, you know, like God has allowed you. I don't think he didn't cause this to come upon you, but I believe that that's why he has allowed you to go through this journey because he believed, because he believed that you're going to be strong enough to come out of it and that your life is now going to minister to those who are going through the same things. Uh, you know, and sometimes well, we think that we don't have a choice uh, with things. And it's amazing how we actually we actually do, but mm-hmm. we'll only know after we we know how strong we are from our experience that we know that we actually do have we have many choices to make, mm-hmm. um, and that we, we the only person that we need to rely on is him and fully rely on him and and and, and give him that power to to work in in our lives. Mm-hmm. I mean the experience I took from that, the goodness, that, the good that I took out from there is that I got to know myself, my own strengths, I got to know him. Mm-hmm. Being God um, And I got to know about my culture Actually You know I mean there was a lot <laughs> I didn't know about my culture yeah. There was a lot of t- I didn't know about Where I come from And who was who And mm-hmm. where was what mm-hmm. Which was actually Really interesting mm-hmm. um, So yeah I mean You know But okay. all I can say Is just I'm here Because of my Lord yeah. Jesus Christ Amen Yeah And tell me Pella, I mean, like, What would you like to say To those Who've probably been told That they they um they they have a calling or who are actually probably deep into you know like uktwasa right now you know and, yeah. and and they do feel maybe inside that you know what maybe this is not for them what would you suggest them that they do um i suggest that it's 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 very important that you you talk you talk about these things that you don't keep these things to yourself uh you cannot help yourself you know, you cannot help yourself. You need to talk to different type of people who know what they are talking about. And it's okay. And it's okay to ask, right? Yes, it's definitely okay. In fact, you must ask. Yeah. <laughs> you must ask because if you just go through things, you'll just be you'll just be pulled to one side. You'll be pulled to the other side, and then this one says it's wrong, and then you end up being confused and not knowing what you're gonna do, and you're just in the deep end. And just fortunately, some of us there were, you know. Some people we could, there were a lot of people we could talk to in the process. And there were a lot of people that were praying for me in the process too while talking to them. Um, so yeah, so it's very important that people, they talk about this thing before making any decisions and any choices. You talk about this thing. It's a very scary experience. Um, life threatening at times. Um, and you really need to talk and get all the opinions that you need to, to get based mm. on, on, on that before making the decision. You need to know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Well, Pelo, we thank God for your, for your recovery. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost been a year now. I'm counting me being out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank God for your recovery, man. And we, and really we'll just keep praying for you that, that, you know, like what, what, what Satan meant for the bad. That God is, turning, is going to turn it for the good, uh-huh. so that Satan would wish that he had never even started. Yeah, yeah do you know, know what I mean? Just it's wait. like, oh <laughs> man, he tricked me. Why did I even do that? I mean, this boy is just so much better now than even what it, what it was before I even started putting this into motion. Um, yeah, Pastor Pastor Dick Hoza, there are some beautiful things, a lot of yes. beautiful things about um, about about who we are. And so, and so there must absolutely be a reason why God made us different. Uh, it's true. I, I think, uh, in the book, uh, God of Diversity, that's what I was trying to do because I was yes. a drama. It was a white church. Mm-hmm. Because when I joined Rama, it was about 90%, nearly 100% white. Oh, in the, I yes, joined, yes. I joined Rama 8. And now it's nearly 100% black. Black. <laughs> and that's when you left. Yeah, like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> now you can see that we're all struggling. Yes, uh, 
I was trying to say while I was there because I realized that myself as Utik, I was assimilating. Mm-hmm. Where you start preaching in English, you go to the township funerals, you find Utausas Utkula Mahims. Then Funugo Tutuza using English. Somewhere deep in it, it's good, but this God, why is he making me to be anti me or anti black? Because we need to identify what God is against in our culture so that we don't leave everything. Like he said, we need to know our lineage. Mm -hmm. For instance, the book of Matthew talks about Jesus, it talks about where he comes from. Yes. So there's nothing wrong knowing where you're coming from. Absolutely. But sometimes we, we lose it there. So in that book, God of Diversity, I was trying to say that we can be together mm-hmm. and create a situation where we can live a diverse life, where we can sing a Kosa song and a Tsonga song. But if I go to a Kosa church and you only sing to, uh, Kosa, uh, that's not right. Because yes. you are chasing me away, even though you don't sing it. Yes, absolutely. You know. So this is what people are going through. Yeah. Yes. So I guess so I guess all of us in whatever we do, you know, especially as creatives, um, we must try and write songs that are you know, like that represent of course us and what our congreg you know, like what our congregate yes. you know, like represents. Um there's a song that I wrote called Urain, I'll play that on my next show yeah. that I did, which is a great mixture of of um of of, of cultures, you know, and there's course there's there's English in there, you know. There's is is which is our you know like which is our rhythm yes. but at the time it's also got the western you know like the western guitars yes. and so on and so forth um because that is who we are we are south africa is a rainbow nation and everything that we do whether it's in preaching whether it's, whether it's in singing it should be representative of that yeah, and there are people who are very accommodative of everybody. Yes, black, and they want to learn about everything black else as well. Black people accommodate people. If white people will come to a church, you accommodate them. Yes, no, you're it's so right. It's only that other cultures, when you go to them, they want to swallow you. <laughs> That's all. Or sometimes, you know, or sometimes we hide who we are because we think that, because we are inferior of who we are. Yes. And we think that others won't accept it, you know, it's like. It's also a low self-esteem. Issues. Like you get, you know, like, 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 like we went to America, you know, uh, to, together with Opel and my brother, you know, and, and, and probably 80% of our, of our, um, of, of our program is is in English and yeah. it, uh, and it's Western and we thought okay cool well because we don't want to really offend everyone yeah. so we'll make it eighty twenty so twenty will be African and then eight will be Western but when we did the Western stuff we're like man we should have done more of this stuff so it, it it's sort of like we are a little or, or, or we are told to be inferior of, of of who we are and be more of what people actually you know like of of what other people are but, but when we become at, ourselves it, look it's at so Juluka well accepted and Black Mambazo. yeah bona pa and those are what because those are they, grammy award yeah, winners they stayed with africa and they are known all over the world mm, mm, mm. and because that's because they became the men like they were really just yeah. who they are it will be very difficult to go to america and compete with them with them yeah you're so they, right they are best at what they yeah. do and, and yeah and that's the thing you know like once you become who you are and um nobody can touch you because you are the best that i mean the best of you is who you are men I can go on about this forever. We've reached the absolute end um, end of our show today, the open book. This was tradition versus religion. Actually, what I'm going to do um, next week, it's, it's, um, next week Thursday is the 24th of September. Yeah. And, um, and I'd love to have you back again. 
um, Pastor, uh, Pastor Dick, but, 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 but you're obviously going to see, but I would, I'm going to try and do a show, um, if you follow me, if you follow me on Twitter and, and Instagram, I want to do a show on diversity because it is Heri- Heritage Day. And, uh, and I think you're probably going to be busy, you know, like on that day. Um, maybe I, I might even just David call you John, in. I'll tell you what time. Maybe I could come just have 30 minutes and try. Yes, 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 yeah. And I want to try and just get different people, yes. you know, like who are living this Christian life because I think, um, there's a beauty in difference. Oh, there is. There is beauty in difference and in different people coming together but serving the one God. And like I think when I was, uh, if I didn't go to Ram, I wouldn't have known what I know. When mm. you are in a church that is diverse, is the best place to be. You learn things about yourself. That is so right. Thank you so much to my guest, uh, my brother Pelo Bala and also Pastor Dick Koza. Thanks. Um, we love you guys and, and, and see you next week. Okay. Thank, thank you. you very much. The Open Book on cliffcentral.com.